Welcome back to the Attention on Prevention podcast. In this episode, we talk with Danielle and Kimberly of the Relief Crafters of America, a volunteer-run group of over 50,000 people that provide handcrafted fiber products to groups who serve human or animal needs. The Relief Crafters of America have donated nearly 3,000 infant hats and booties to support the National Center's Click for Babies campaign that provides families of new babies with a donated cap or a pair of booties along with the Period of Purple Crying program. Find out how the online group grew from a handful to more than 50,000 members in just two years. Hear about some of the fun campaigns they've worked on and discover how they came to support the Click for Babies campaign. So we invite you to take the time to listen and learn about how we can work together to keep our babies safe from harm. Let's focus our attention on prevention. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very looking forward to discussing Relief Crafters of America and the impact you've all had on the National Center on Shaken Baby Syndrome's Click for Babies campaign. Uh, so let's just get started. I'll have you guys introduce yourselves and how you're uh, connected to Relief Crafters of America. Okay, Danielle, you go first. Oh, I wanted you to go first. OG. Okay, um, my name is Joel. Um, I joined Relief Crafters when it was like, I don't know, five or six days old. And um, I just joined it because it was working towards the effort in Australia with the big bushfires in 2020. So I was like, okay, well, I can crochet some stuff and, you know, send it over there and I'll help all the little baby kangaroos. And then the next thing I knew, somebody was like, oh, you live in Arkansas. Do you want to be a regional hub? And I was like, sure, why not? And, uh, countless hours later and uh two years in here i am um co-admin and uh yeah so we're still here <laughs> i remember when you joined kim <laughs> so i'm danielle letourneau i was member number 10 out of uh relief crafters before we got you know 50 60 000 people so i joined with the original admin team to just help kind of workout logistics and stuff. And I was already collecting. I was like, oh, well, I'll collect a few small, you know, priority boxes. I'll fundraise a little bit on my own and send a couple things to Australia because um, I'm a crocheter as well. And then I started receiving all the boxes and they're like, oh, well, do you want to collect for the Northeast? And I was like, okay. And oh my gosh, eight pallets of boxes later. There was so much. So after... I collected for the Northeast. Uh, my family made a decision that I couldn't collect anymore just because it was so much and we had so little space. Um, so I, I stepped back and was just admin and helping with logistics. And one of the things that we had talked about when we were finished with the Australia project was turning to the US and looking at different US organizations that we could help. And Click for Babies was one of the first projects uh, that came up and was one of our first uh, humanitarian projects versus animal-based. 
And our members just loved it so much. And we knew we wanted to continue featuring Click for years to come. So that's why we are wrapping up now our third year with Click, I think. Yeah, I believe you guys joined yep. us in 2020. Yeah, we've loved having you as a partner ever since. It's been great. Uh, so I know that obviously you guys are all crafters. So how long have you guys been knitting or crocheting or just crafting in general? And do you guys have like a cute little story or anything, a reason why you started crafting for fun? Well, uh, I started crocheting. I'm self-taught. My sister told me she was pregnant with my nephew and he's now five years old. So I guess I've been crocheting for six years. Um, but well, I'm going to have to make that baby something. And I couldn't sew to save my life at that point. And so I taught myself how to crochet and I've been doing it ever since. And then during the pandemic, we had our mass efforts. And so I bought a sewing machine off of Craigslist and I taught myself how to sew and I made like, I don't know, 5,000 masks or something. So a lot of us are multi-crafters too. So I, that's, I call myself uh, Fat Chop Creations because my nephew was so chubby when he was little. We called him Fat Chop. <laughs> and uh, so it just kind of stuck. Everything I made was a Fat Chop creation. So here we are. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's so cute. Similarly, I have fiber, mostly yarn. I'm not very good at sewing. I learned to sew when I was a kid by hand, eventually learned the machine. I'm, I'm just not skilled with it. Um, but I learned to crochet from my best friend's grandmother when I was 10. So over 20 years now, I've known how to crochet and I learned how to knit as a teen. So it's kind of always been a part of my life to have fibery stuff. And then really the past five years since I opened up my fiber business, I've gotten more into it. And it was actually through that, that I learned about the Australia effort and got donations towards it for mailing and then donated items as well. And then that's how I met Relief Crafters. That's awesome. So could you guys tell us a little more about the Relief Crafters of America's like mission, any big group projects that you guys do? I know you've brought up the bushfires in Australia. And then um, I'm just a little curious then how old Relief Crafters of America is. I know Kimberly, you said you've been there for on like day five or six when it started but just curious on when that was. So we started January 4th, 2020 was the day the group was founded. It is exclusively on social media. So it's just on Facebook using that as a platform. We would love to have it if Facebook would let us turn the group public so that we could get more reach. But once you set the group as private, they do not let you turn it back, unfortunately. So, you know, we do as much as we can with personally doing outreach. I mean, Kim does that. She's amazing. And, you know, have an email address and we use Google suite a lot because it's free for Google docs and sign up genius. That's on the logistics side. And then as far as partners, Kim, do you want to talk about your outreach to partners and, you know, what you look for your process? Yeah, we can. So obviously it started with the Australian bushfires it was kind of trial by fire for us because none of us had ever done anything like this before. Uh, it started, I think I, when I joined, there was like 50 people in the group or maybe a hundred. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't that large at all. 
And then like a week later, we had 56,000 members. So it just kind of exploded and we just had to figure it out. And uh, we were doing that like, you know, because Australia is on an opposite time zone from us. And so we were having to like go back and forth. And that was, you know, intensely difficult. But, you know, we found out some really good ways to make it work. Um, like Danielle said, the Google Suite, it is amazing. It's It makes everything accessible to all of our members. When we're doing outreach, I typically, um, I look for like the little guy that doesn't have like national you know, coverage for animal rehabbers and things like that, because they typically need our help more than some of the larger groups do. For our humanitarian efforts, like Click for Babies, like Danielle said, that is one of their favorite things to do because hats are so easy and cute and little and the little booties. When we added those, I think last year, they were just like, oh my gosh, we get to make little boots now. And we're like, yes. So they have a blast with that. We have partnered with Hat Not Hate in the past. Um, we do, currently we have Ryan's Case for Smiles going, and that's pillowcases for um, like children's hospital wards, which is super cute. Danielle's kid actually just got one. So that was fun it's to see lovely. in action. We do nursing homes. Uh, we did have a project called Angel Care, which Danielle, that is her baby. And since COVID, that's been just kind of hard to find places that will accept those items still because they're homemade, you know, they can't, it's hard to sanitize them, I guess. But um, some of the other humanitarian stuff, I think um, we do like homeless shelters and during the winter months, we donate a lot of winter items to local schools and homeless shelters and things like that. So we try to have a wide variety of things for the members to do just so they can do something different every now and then and have a little fun with it. And we've done some crazy ones too. We made some chicken saddles, chicken swings. We've made outfits for pigs. I mean, there's been some crazy requests. And when I talk to the, the people in charge of their organizations, they're like, can you do this? And I'm like, I bet you we have at least five people in the group that can figure it out. So it's always a lot of fun to see what people request and what the members come up with. And I think that's my favorite part of it. My favorite kind of out there project were the sock puppet birds. So it was um, somebody and one member basically took it upon herself to completely design it and put out a tutorial for everybody else. And Melissa. Was, yeah, she's a um, she's in costuming in theater in New York. Um, so she had the skill and it was amazing. And the point of it was so that they are teaching orphaned baby birds how to eat out of their mother's mouths. The socks have to look like the bird in order to teach them. It's so interesting the facts you learn too. I know for Click, we always share the, I can't remember the exact numbers. It's knit five. Oh, uh, knit one, tell two, give three. Yes. So we share that as part of the information to raise awareness about shaken baby syndrome. And that is always super interesting too, to share that information as part of the donation effort, I think, um, educating more people. Yeah, it's always a little in crazy that we get new members all the time and so when somebody comments and they're like oh what's click for baby i'm like it's this look it's amazing share with your friends tell all the people you know that crochet because 
you know, typically if you are a crafter, you know other crafters. And so it's a good way to spread the word and get it out there. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that is actually one of my questions on how you guys outreach on Purple, because as you know, Click for Babies is an awareness campaign for the period of Purple Crying. But it sounds like you guys um, do share that information with your crafters and encourage them to share it with, you know, their friends and families and getting in the community. And that's what it's all about. So I love to hear that. That's very exciting that you guys are doing that. And so you guys said that you have roughly 56 to 60,000 members in your group. That's insane. That's so many people. Um, I'm just curious on how many people participate in Click in your group each year. Okay, see, I'm prepared. I wrote this down. Okay, so in 2020, we actually don't have the numbers that participated that year. But in 2021, we had 300-ish members participate. And this year, we're hoping that even more did. We're still collecting those hats for you right now. Shannon, our West uh, Regional Hub, is collecting them. She keeps posting cute pictures in the group of all these cute little purple hats she's getting. So hopefully we'll have even more than 300 this year. And then we collected 768 hats in 2020 for you guys. And we doubled that in 2021. We sent 1,584 hats and 427 booties. And so we don't know how many we have for 2022 yet, but we're hoping more than that. Like we would like to just get bigger every year. So. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's so exciting. We're so looking forward to receiving those. And so I heard you guys talk a couple of times about regional hubs. So how many of those do you have? Are you guys just located in like North America, uh, just the U.S.? Like what defines a regional hub? You want me to say? Okay. Uh, so we started out with six regional hubs located around the United States. Each hub would basically be responsible for a region in the United States as far as sending to that state. Members are always welcome to send to whatever hub they want. They can send to the closest hub. They can send to the hub that's technically their region. Sometimes we have members that are, well, I'm closest to the Midwest hub, but technically I belong in the South hub just because geography is fun. We're, we have four regional hubs now. So we have a West hub, which is Shannon in uh, Washington. We have a South hub, Ruth, and she's in I always, North, Carolina. North Carolina. Thank you. I always say the wrong Carolina. We have a uh, Midwest hub, Lori, and she is in Minnesota. And then we have an East hub, Evelyn, and she is in Maryland. Um, so we have a pretty good spread across the country so that members will save the most amount of money in shipping to us because we are completely grassroots where, you know, we don't get paid. We're all volunteers. We do have to fundraise to pay our shipping costs to our partners. So we can't, you know, afford to pay for everybody's shipping, unfortunately, but most of our members, you know, are happy to knit up a couple of things and pay $3 to, to ship out. It's usually not much when it's an individual person versus us sending a 50 pound box. So the regional hubs are, are really great. They're all such wonderful people who take so much time and spend their own money on their hubs. And basically what they do is they receive all these hundreds and thousands of items and they will quality check every single one. Um, they will snip loose ends. They will weave in loose ends. They will re-sew some things. If something broke on transit, they will fix it. They, they're amazing. I 
I can't get over just how much time they put into it. And then they pack everything up, they label it, they um, write a list for the organizations and they send it off. That's great. So, I mean, I kind of figured you guys were all volunteers, but that's amazing that you dedicate a huge portion of your lives to do this. That's so wonderful. Did either of you, so this is kind of moving to a different topic, but did either of you know about Purple before you learned about Click? Because from what I understand, Kimberly, you just outreach to like little organizations, little programs, little campaigns. And so did you find Click for Babies just through like a website or did you know about it before you brought it to Relief Crafters of America? I had never heard of it before. And that's after we finished with Australia, that's we had all of these members and we didn't know what to do with them. And so, you know, we discussed as an admin team, like, you know, they they want something to do. They're going to craft anyway. We've got to find something. We might as well just keep this going. And so that's when we decided to do U.S. organizations. And we put up a poll in the group and we asked them if they wanted to continue to do animals or if they wanted to try some humanitarian efforts. And it was pretty split down the middle. So we just tried to do like half and half because like Danielle said, we used to have six regional hubs. And so we tried to have like three animal projects and three humanitarian projects. And I'm not sure who suggested it, but I know that Danielle was the one that first did the outreach to Click in 2020. So somebody found it. I had no idea about it though. So it was nice to find out about it. I knew about the period of purple crying um, for sure, having been, I'd had my son in 2017 and that was part of the literature we received. Um, so I knew about it and I think it that literature was probably from Click or from the National uh, Center for Shaken Baby Syndrome. So when it was actually um, a former admin who mentioned like, oh, I, I've heard, I think it's Click or babies, babies click, something like that. So when I went to look more into it, I was like, this is incredible. And I was just so excited because that's so close to my heart. Just anything having to do with babies or loss or preventing loss, that kind of thing. So I was really excited to see that. And then when I had my second child in 2021, I got um, some more click information in my little go home packet. And I was like, oh, look, And that was really exciting, too, to be like, hey, I know them, you know, we help them out. So that's always really fun. But yeah, so someone had suggested it to me offhand, and then I kind of went to read more, and that's how we brought it forth. That's amazing. We love to hear when people um, have their babies and they get taught about the period of Purple Crying program. It just... We love to have that, you know, reinforcement that those messages are being given out to families. And so I guess just a side question is, you know, the period of purple crying is a period in a baby's life where their crying naturally increases. And so we try to teach parents about that. Have any of you had an experience with like a high crier in your family, like if it's your own baby or if like you know anybody that's had experience? Both, I mean, I, yeah, I guess probably my son probably was, did cry more between that um, six to 12 week range. I, I, at the time, I probably didn't connect it to that period of purple crying because I was just like, why are you crying, dude? <laughs> but totally, I think the education that you spread about, you know, put your baby down in a safe place, take a minute to yourself. That's just so critically important. And I'm 
I, it makes me sad that you're excited when parents have heard about your organizations. Cause I, I wish everybody had been get is given that information. Our hospital requires us to watch a video on uh, shaken baby syndrome before we're discharged, which their video is a little terrifying. I will admit <laughs> because it's, it's very graphic, but I, I think it does drive the point home um, about how easily it can be prevented by just taking calming breaths, walk away for a minute and Oh, that's great. So we do have, you know, we have a lot of crafters around the world donate to us. And, you know, Relief Crafters of America is one of our biggest partners. And so that's amazing. Uh, just curious on how, you know, some of our crafters can reach out to you and get joined in on some of your other projects, because I know that they love doing click, but we also want to have them participate in other amazing things that you guys are doing. So I know you said you have that Facebook group, but is there any other way they can reach out to you or how would they reach out to you through Facebook? Well, right now that's, um, we had toyed with the idea of having a website, but just the fact that all of us are so busy, like Danielle, she works full time. She's got two small kids. Um, she does RCAA. I know she has about another thousand Facebook groups that they've talked her into adminning for them too. She's like one of those people that can't say no. She's super sweet and she'll take on everything. And so, you know, I'm a stay at home mom, but I also have a small business that I work full time basically during the week. So just the idea of like having and maintaining a website, I think it was just a little bit too much. So the Facebook group is really the best way for people to find us and join for like organizations that do need help you can always email us at reliefcraftersofamerica at gmail.com which is like the longest email address known to man but um we shorten it to rcoa all the time so and and if you want to join the facebook group um there are some questions that you'll answer and if you do that then pretty much you know We'll just approve your membership and you can see all of the information right there in the guides. We try to have it very streamlined and answer everybody's questions and we're always pretty active in the group. So that's the best way to do it. And if there are any people who absolutely are not on Facebook or just, which is very understandable, social media can be rough sometimes. I'm always happy if they email the Relief Crafter email, reliefcraftersofamerica at gmail. I can send them the links to the current projects because all our signups and all our project information is off Facebook in open and public docs. You don't need a password. So I can just send them the links too. Awesome. Well, I just want to thank you guys again for joining me today. I just want to by end by letting you know we so appreciate everything Relief Crafters of America does for our Click for Babies campaign. Uh, we rely heavily each year on your guys' donations, and they're always so well done and so cute. So thank you. Keep up the good work, because what you guys are doing is truly amazing. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, we, we really love this one. So we plan to keep it up. <laughs>